and that's a great thing about about black mirror i think that on on to sort of you know the the top level it's just an entertaining watch but when you really look into it there's it just says so much about the state of society and the economy and you know worldwide affairs and it really it's so genius the way it brings all of these things to your attention without you really realizing that it is Hello and welcome to Black Mirror Cracked, the podcast for all your Black Mirror needs. My name's Sachandrika and I'll be your host. Today we'll be talking about Nosedive and I have a special guest in the sound booth with me. It's... Hi, I'm Vicky Newman from the Showbiz team. So Vicky's a colleague here at the Daily Mirror and is a huge fan of Nosedive. It's one of your favourites. It is. I love it. Yeah. So um, so what should we talk about today? What are one of your favourite things about Nosedive? I think the really interesting thing about Nosedive, but I mean, with um, with Charlie Brooker in, in general, he seems to have this like kind of unusual knack of being able to glimpse into the future. Yes and like see what life's going to be like in a few years and I just think with nosedive I mean it's all kind of central around social media and how it's kind of really taken over the world really to the point where people kind of you meet a random stranger in the street and you you give them a, a mark of between one and five stars and everything depends on your rating think about like an uber rating but for everything. Have you looked at your Uber rating? <laughs> yeah, I think I've got quite a good one, you yeah. know. Yeah, you're friendly. Mine's decent. <laughs> Mine's like over 4.5. It seems to be like in London, like obviously it's um from a, a generally friendlier place <laughs> in the northeast. The land of Narnia. In the, no- <laughs> in the northeast. Where are and, you from, Vicky? I'm from like Tyneside. And there, like you'd never, you'd never get in the back of a taxi. Like you sit up front with the driver, really? and you have a little chat on the way, swap life stories. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. You do. Like you do. that's the I norm. Think it's a London taxi, black taxi hangover, isn't it? I think it is. Back. Yeah. But yeah, you just kind of, you know, you I'm you learn forward if I get. <laughs> like, Hello, driver. We will be talking. <laughs> yeah, you, you learn everything about each other on the way. It's like a little mini therapy session. I think it works better when they hear your accent, which is from Tyneside, where many celebrities have been grown. Well, this is true, but I think it. Everyone says it's a it's a friendly accent, yeah. so you kind of the second I start, and especially round here, like in London as well, the second people hear the accent, they're kind of like, "Oh, where are you from? I love your accent. Are you a Geordie?" It's, it's an like instant icebreaker. We're talking about work, and we're we're having a joke about Ubers and things, but. That rating stuff has a huge effect on work. There's that colleague who's yeah. shut out with Chez, I think. I think, that. yeah. So basically he seems to have like he's he's had sort of quite an average rating and then one day splits up with his boyfriend, um, and ev- like who is another person at work, I believe, and everyone kind of takes the other, the boyfriend's side and kind of freezes him out and they start giving him really low scores. And then it gets to a point where he's his score falls, I think, below two point something yeah. and literally the doors of the building that he works in won't open for him and it's like that th- this kind of social standing you've got which is your your score kind of really reflects everything in in life i mean the the main character lacy she wants to rent this like really cool apartment and she's told that she has to get her rating up 
she gets really caught up in this fantasy and she thinks that you know life is going to be so much better if she improves her rating and and gets this apartment and everything and like you say it's really it really is kind of manipulative I mean, I, I moved recently just to make my life easier by Where living close at work. So I'm in Isle of Dogs now. Because so you were a bit further out. I was miles away in, like, Plumstead. Did you know about a big move? You so, came all the way down to London. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that, I mean, yeah, that's the perfect example. I mean, obviously, yeah, I had, I had a lovely life, you know, at home. And I had my own flat and I had a, a great job at my local paper. And I, I got this opportunity to come and be a showbiz reporter in London and it's such a huge change but you know it has changed my life for the better and you know i've got all these exciting opportunities now and you do exciting things being a guest on a podcast with wow. you you know <laughs> wouldn't have been doing that in south shields <laughs> whatever there is yeah there's something in that move it was on my mind because i have to move again soon that it kind of the hologram kind of made real the kind of hopes and dreams we have but because yeah. it makes it visible it is like a creepy it's a bit too much of a fantasy yeah, it is. It kind of, I mean, you, you know, you, there's no guarantee if she gets this apartment, she's going to find, I mean, this hot guy's imaginary really, isn't he? You know, she's not necessarily going to find anyone who looks anywhere near as good as he did. <laughs> it really is a fantasy. But um, but Lacey really gets caught up in, in the fantasy and in believing that a life's going to be uh, so much better and she really her life becomes all about getting this increased rating and kind of boosting up a social standing and obviously you know it really takes a toll on her obviously it doesn't work out in the end at all does it but god loves a trier yeah <laughs> she's very likable bryce dallas howard as as lacy she kind of really fits that really cute candy pink yeah 50s sweet aesthetic which really made me think of hang the dj yeah the inner world in hang the dj yeah and i think i think this episode in general really does explore kind of the the way things could go and like i i honestly think like charlie brooker must have some kind of secret portal to the future like it seems to just i don't know have you you watch the episodes and it seems ludicrous but you can imagine that it is going to get there and the thing with social media and this score and everything, I was saying to you earlier that um, I've got a 12 year old niece and literally her life is about our social media. And, you know, she, she came to visit us in, in London recently and um, all she talked about the whole time she was here was, oh, so this many people have liked my Instagram picture. And she was like, have you liked it yet, Vicky? You need to like it as well. And I was literally stood with her and she was making us go on my phone and like the Instagram picture that she just posted, like while I was stood with her. And then she, she was on about the, like how many people have viewed her Instagram story and her Snapchat. And they do this thing as well on the kids, you know, the kids on Snapchat, um, this thing called streaks. I don't know if you know about this. Basically, if you Snapchat with somebody back and forward every single day, you get like a number of streaks. So say like you'll have like 30 streaks of Snapchat of that person back and forth 30 days in a row. And my niece, she's literally getting up her phone, blank screen, drawing a big S on it and sending it to all her friends just to keep her streaks going. And I thought, well, you don't actually get anything for having this streak. Like, so what, what actual purpose has it got? Literally nothing. But that's just, they're obsessed with it. And I just think I couldn't deal with being a teenager now these days. 
Well, no signs about being an eternal teenager, mm. is it? Because I feel that Lacey's friendship with um, Naomi, Naomi, where Alice E played with, I think, a real lack of vanity, because I would hate to be like the bitch friend. Yeah. And um, there are female friendships like that, but I, I like to think they have, they've gone from my life. I think when you get over 25, certainly. Yeah, certainly, yeah. I mean, like, obviously, I've I've had ones like that as well, and... But yeah, once you get to a certain age, you kind of you've had enough of that, and it's yeah. gone. She, she takes this opportunity. She's got this friend who is a four point seven. She what she desperately wants to get her score up, so she tries to reconnect with her friend by sharing a memory of this little rag doll they made together at art camp. I think it's called Mr. Rags. Mr. Rags, it is. Um, and then they kind of reconnect, and out of nowhere, this girl asks her to be a maid of honour at our wedding like in a couple of weeks and alarm bells should ring it That's doesn't not nothing happens it. like nothing kind of sinks into her she just yeah. all Lacey sees it as really is an opportunity to go to this wedding make an incredible emotional speech in front of all these high ranking people the Instagram influencers yeah so and get a score up so in a way, the both are kind of trying to use each other. They are, yeah. Because you learn later in the episode that Naomi only wanted um, Lacey there because it tested well to have a lower-ranking old friend and it would look good. Whereas you might have a much simpler life, but you, ha- you, you laugh a lot more, you're a lot happier. And I think she's one of these people and she's kind of... she's really beautiful and she's kind of used her looks to advance herself in life and she's got this um this husband who's really high ranking and all his friends are 4.8s or 4.9s and she kind of you do wonder whether or not she, this is a genuine relationship or yeah. if she just wants to be in that world so desperately that you know she seems really fake doesn't she she doesn't yeah. seem genuine she's the kind of friends who don't say oh my god one of your oldest friends is covered in mud and crying i would like to think if if i was not responding to that my friends would say what is wrong with you your friend just hitchhiked here and is a mess let's help her but Mm -hmm. none of them have that reaction at all they're just like who is this mess does not belong with us yeah they actually listen to her to begin with but yeah but they really look down on her because obviously they can all see a ranking and by the time she gets to the wedding there's been all sorts of mishaps and she's fallen her scores down to like two or something isn't it it's really really low and um all these people just see this low ranking human and kind of turn the the turn away and it's like it's a sad state of society that kind of is you know it does exist in a way in a sense of you know if people walk past a homeless person in the street and they'll just avoid looking at them and they'll they'll turn the gaze. And it's the same sort of principle, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. That they're looking down on this girl just because she's got a low ranking and therefore they are better than her and they are more, you know, well-placed in society and they don't have to interact with her. That's the way it's kind of viewed. and It's, it's like an age-old story, isn't yeah. it? It's like a great Victorian novel in that way. And what what's great is just before we have the trucker, who's who's like got 1.4 or whatever yeah. it is and the truck is the best um character because she tells a very true story of the fact that her husband was ill he had cancer mm-hmm. and that is why they lost their ratings he obviously he ended up losing his job it, there's a comment on american healthcare, huge mm. hot topic at the moment in the week that donald trump 
has a go at Jeremy Hahn about the NHS because of the marches on the weekend. Yeah. Then Jeremy Hahn comment tweets him, and Jeremy Hunt makes sense, and we kind of actually want to like Jeremy Hunt. This is a painful <laughs> dystopian present we're living in. But actually, what happened to the trucker and husband was he he, he was moved from his hospital bed for someone with a slightly higher rating. Yeah. That line really stuck with me that that is US healthcare. That's not yeah. universal healthcare. And, and it is about poverty, and it is about the kind of things that Jack Monroe has written about and risen to fame through writing about. Uh, once, once already you're living on that breadline, everything's more expensive because buying in bulk is cheaper mm. and buying better shoes means they last longer so when you are poor already you end up spending more money mm. and, and being further out of pocket and the ratings just seem you know, to be the same thing because Lacey's on this just downward trajectory yeah. and she can't stop it and, and it's funny and it's awful but it, it just makes you think of poverty and of class and how impossible it has become to move and, and healthcare bankrupting someone that's like the opposite of how the world yeah. should work so actually, if, if me like hit home in, in lots of ways while still being this really fun. Yeah, watch. and that's a great thing about about Black Mirror. I think that on on to sort of you know the the top level, it's just an entertaining watch. But when you really look into it, there's it just says so much about the state of society and the economy and you know worldwide affairs. And it really it's so genius the way it brings all of these things to your attention without you really realizing that it is and it it just it it just really sort of hits messages home without having to try too hard because i think if it was just someone standing up there making a speech about this issue you don't really you know if, if you don't think it directly affects you you might not necessarily give it that much attention whereas a show like this it kind of it tells you without ramming it down your throat do you know what i mean yeah, it entertains you yeah well. but do you think some of what we try to do in terms of digital journalism attempts to do that because sometimes we've you've got the big three news showbiz and sport and, and of all of those three often showbiz is the one that's maligned a bit by people like why is that news yeah what i would say to people is if the numbers are there and people are reading it yeah then it is news because people want to know about it and number two Sport has a huge amount of celebrity in it. Do never try yeah. to tell me that sport isn't about celebrities. I have this argument with people quite I often, imagine. actually. Um, but obviously, I came from a more traditional news background, yeah. working at my local paper. And there is that kind of, like, there is that sort of viewpoint where people do look down on showbiz a bit and they say it's not real news and, it, you know, a lot of stuff. And, like, who cares? And you get, you see, Twitter... Quite a lot of people. Twitter yeah. comments constantly are like, you know, you'll you'll tweet a story and people message you going like, is this even news? Who cares? And the, the way I always argue it back to people is I say, you know, personally, I couldn't give... A monkey's a, uncle. A monkey's uncle. That's <laughs> that sounds so much better in your accent. The word I was looking for. Exactly I, I couldn't care less about football. So therefore... Should football news not be a thing? Because I don't care about it. I I never read a story about football. I never click on the sports section on our own website because I've got absolutely zero interest in it. But that doesn't mean that it's not news to somebody else. Just because you don't rate it doesn't mean someone else doesn't rate it. Exactly. I think for me, what's more interesting is the psychology of the readers and why people are interested. So as, as we'll see here, like Black Mirror isn't usually one that will 
is that it's a show that will do well on our Facebook pages, for instance, because our, our audience plays Mirror TV and Mirror Celeb, like a bit of a Holly and Finn, mm. um, kind of Big Brother, like celebrity reality stuff. And that's that's fine. We know that audience. That's okay. But I think what cuts across all the celebrity and anything like that is the parenting aspect is the where can I see my life writ large mm. where can I understand like the Kardashians yeah the source of <laughs> a lot of the world's horrifying problems but like, uh, Kim Kardashian I, I'm not especially interested but Kim Kardashian had a baby by surrogacy now things around infertility people find that really hard to talk about but people experiencing more often as we're having yeah. children later and for loads of reasons and that that would teach someone that this is an option yeah. it might be very expensive but there are options around fertility cool. did you know that and if you follow the kardashians you're kind of forced to learn about the several ways you can hide pregnancies or not <laughs> what happens in different ways it's all about a baggy court and a big handbag <laughs> it's fascinating <laughs> that kylie jenner can keep it secret and again going back to the kardashians are a great yeah. example for this show for nosedive that they've shown what tight control they have yeah to have Kylie be able to hide it. Yeah. Because she, a, a buff was sizable, bless her. Yeah, it she was. was and we were talking about this yesterday. It was pretty much all we talked about. It's fascinating. Yeah, it was. I mean, obviously, you know, it, it was kind of known in a way. Everyone suspected that she was pregnant, but it was never actually addressed. It was never commented on. There was no cold, hard fact. Yes, Kylie Jenner is pregnant. And you think about, you know, it's a nine whole months essentially for considering how much she was in the public eye she's been actually really really clever in hiding it so well i admire it and i admire it and all all that like the big i mean there's the video she released that if you've seen that it's like an 11 minute mini documentary that's brilliant i haven't seen it i've seen stills yeah yeah. so this like this little mini documentary essentially kind of tracks the nine months of her pregnancy and you see her going for our scans and having a baby shower and everything and you think even all those people who were at a baby shower and, and all these things that not one person shared the photo or you know it, it it's that's a lot of trust she's got some good friends yeah and and she made the decision she wanted it to be something for herself she lived her yeah. whole life in the yeah. public eye and she wanted this to be for herself which i, I kind of admire yeah i mean when keeping up with the kardashians started i mean kylie was only about nine so you, you know, yeah, she's literally, you know, lived a whole life essentially. She'll she'll barely remember a life before fame, really. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, that's what she said that she wanted to, you know, have this one thing, do it her own way, and and just experience it in a in a normal way with just her friends and family. And you've got it. You have to respect that, I, you know. I like it, yeah. Although, you know, everyone was desperate for the story cool. <laughs> i think being able to keep it quiet and yeah all the people keeping it quiet you know the celebrities like asking people to leave their phones at, yeah at the door at weddings and things oh. so you can't take pictures and videos so now you know comedians in particular don't want the whole set put Course, on youtube yeah. and so people there is a move towards privacy but it's asking for the world to change but actually kylie jenner did it without asking which, this is great timing actually. yeah it's really yeah. um really pertinent to nosedive that she is a celebrity of the online era because Kim Kardashian's sex tape wouldn't have gone anywhere without the internet. It would yeah. be very difficult to keep copying. And she regularly breaks it. She loves breaking the internet, does Kim? Oh, oh yeah, she does break the internet. <laughs> Do you think that Il Naomi would be someone who might look down a little on the Kardashians, but she would use similar social kind of yeah. platforms? I think she'd really, she'd 
should secretly aspire to be more like the Kardashians. And yeah. the the thing with you know with this family, they do they do get a lot of of hate and everything. But you've got to admire the empire they've built from mm. you know from what you like did essentially start with one member of the family making a sex tape. I mean, it's a this is a Black Mirror episode. The look, rise of the Kardashians. Yeah, I mean, look. You start with Kim being best friends with Paris Hilton, 90s Kim. Yeah. Sex tape. People are like, oh, God, you think, oh, God, this girl's life is doomed. Fast forward 20 years and that family rules the world. Yeah, I mean, essentially, the Kardashians <laughs> rule the world. Oh, my God, it's like the Wardo moment. <laughs> like, family, let's, let's, you know, entirely women um, and the missing hole where Rob Kardashian should be in every, yeah. in every picture. And, and it's just even better that um, her dad was... OJ's lawyer? Yeah. You couldn't write this. This family. The Kylie Jenner video yesterday, I got really excited about it because I thought, I mean, it might have, in fact, broken YouTube records because it had been online for 12-ish hours and it had like 23 million views. And, you, you know, that's insane to think that, I mean, personally... For work and personal purposes, I watched it about six times myself. So that's added to the tally. Mostly for work purposes. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you know, I it's actually good. It, it is brilliant. It makes you feel something. You like it is brilliant. But yeah. you've got to you've got to think about you know if I went and posted a video on YouTube, it's not going to get anywhere near that, is it? It could be up for the rest of eternity, and it wouldn't get twenty three million. Don't get yourself down. You never know where this podcast <laughs> might take you. Um. If people weren't interested in Kylie Jenner, she kind of wouldn't exist in terms totally, of social. Yeah. So it is news. Totally, yeah. I mean, people power of people get part of the decision making in what's news now to a certain extent, whereas they didn't before the internet. And in terms of how we decide what works as a story, we look at our analytics, and then you decide, well, what do we what do we follow up? And obviously, with Kardashians is no brainer. Mm. Most, not not necessarily most, but a vast chunk of our content comes from social media because celebrities you know minor or major put everything on social media that you know everything they go on and like someone will put a, a picture with some someone like a boy and you'll think oh well it's a, are they dating and yeah. everything you know kind of comes from social media and people post videos about things that have happened to them or people comment on things like something will happen like i mean the like some big scandal or something will happen and then people start commenting on it and high profile people will have their say and then there's another story such and such has their say on this and you know social media drives a lot of our content and also obviously we use it to push our content out as well so it's very kind of there's a big full circle you know i mean social media is really at the center of of our world certainly and yeah. and you, you can really you can really say things going the way of of nosedive where it is going to get to a point where you bump into a stranger in the street they're a bit rude to you you give them a one star it's the ultimate insult you can give them and you walk off like no need to even say anything to them you know just give them a rubbish rate imagine road rage imagine what road rage become <laughs> my god i know i mean that in nosedive it's it's so it's so part of the lives i mean even right at the very start lacy goes for a jog and she's not even looking where she's going she's literally jogging along the street on her phone 
and then people run past her in the opposite direction. It's like, hi, hi, how are you? Oh, five stars, see you later. Like, that's the interaction that they get. And she goes up to people and she, she's tr when she's trying to get boost her rating, she's being overly nice to try to get people to like her in kind of a desperate bid, like, please, please, please give me a five-star rating. She's, like, going out and buying like coffees for people and like muffins and things isn't she and the guy um who gets locked out of the building he's oh, done God. a similar sort of thing where he's run out and got um smoothies for everyone for the whole office he's walking around desperately trying to like palm these smoothies off on people and get get a nice rating in return and that's actually what kind of triggers the at the start of Lacey's yeah. downfall, isn't it? Because she nice. because she's nice. She takes a smoothie and she thanks him and yeah. she gives him a five star and he's like, oh, thank you so much. And the second he walks away, her phone starts beeping and it's people knocking her down and it's That's someone in the annoying. office is like, you know, we're, we're on the other guy's side. Like, you shouldn't be doing that. It's a bit like the echo chambers on Twitter, isn't it? It's like, we're, we're in our bubble. Mm. You can't try and break out of it. It is really sad because it's also knocking someone when they're already down. Yeah. And the image of him not being able to get into his office is yeah. just it's horrible. But then she she has similar things like that, doesn't she? Because when so she, she's obviously going to the airport to make it to this friend's wedding and with this big speech she's got, I mean, it starts off initially, it, it's this real sort of chain of events that kind of yeah. ruins her where she's arguing with her brother in a taxi is out drives away because she doesn't go straight out and he he knocks her down he gives her a bad rating and then she gets to the airport a flight's cancelled and she gets really frustrated and she shouts at um at the stewardess at the, the, the Nicole who's so brilliantly kind of robotic yeah and oh she's just brilliantly horrible yeah she turns up again in USS Callister yeah like, so she basically brings security over. And he knocks at a whole point, doesn't he? And he's, yeah. it's only temporary, 24 hours, you'll revert back to, you'll get your point back. But for then, from now until then, you're on double damage. So it anytime someone th knocks her down. Yeah, it's rather than one point. It made me think, would you just go home and hide? You'd be a hermit. Would it but, create a society of hermits if you kind of... Yeah, but this, with Lacey, she's so desperate to yeah. get to this wedding and recover and get this scoring. This, this luxury apartment that she wants to buy that you can only get a discount on if she's 4.5 or above. She's, she's, payment she's down, already yeah. put a deposit yeah. down that's probably not refundable. Yeah, I don't think it is. She never says, but her brother does ask about it. Yeah. Um, You know, so unless she gets to this wedding and redeems herself and gets a score up to 4.5 by hobnobbing with all these, yeah. you know, high rankers, um, she's going to lose the apartment, she's going to lose the money, you know, what would that do to our social stand? And, and you know, yeah. it, it's kind of a real knock-on effect. And, by, and so with the flight as well, so the flight's cancelled and um, there is a flat, there's a seat left on another flight that's leaving that night, but you have to be um, a certain rank and to get it. And because like she's, because she's just knocked down by the taxi driver, um, oh no, she, outside she knocks into a woman, doesn't she? And spills a coffee, coffee on her. her house, and yeah. that woman knocks her down. Yeah. So she, she's just under this score and she can't get on the flight. And then by the time she has all this double damage and everything, she gets to, she goes to rent a car. And the car is, you, you're ranking 
it'll depend on what yeah. quality of car it's like you can a get. History, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, in a way. So she ends up with this like banger because she's got a rubbish rating. And it only talks in Czech. Like, yeah. All these in Czech. And I'd forgotten that, but I put the subtitles on the time, so I like caught everything. And it's like, because you don't realise from the sounds. Like, yeah. Do you, I don't know, but it says like square brackets, like car speaks in Czech. And I was like, that's what it is. Yeah. And you just, she's so lost and alone at that moment in time. Yeah. And it is really sad. And that downfall for Grace, she doesn't deserve it. She doesn't. She doesn't really... I mean, there's there's two ways you can look at it, though, because you kind of think, you know, is it her own fault? Because if she hadn't have been so set on abusing this opportunity she had with this old friend getting in touch to increase her ranking, then none of that would have happened. She could have happily gone on and, and lived her 4.2 life forever, couldn't she? How would you turn Naomi <laughs> down, though? Like, you'd be afraid Naomi would downrate you. I mean, that's true, yeah. And there's also this thing of proving yourself in front of... Her, her relationship with Naomi is so toxic. It's mm. both the friend that held her hair back, but also the friend who might have slept with a, a very uh, serious yeah. ex, Greg. Yeah, a friend probably Greg. was the one who was encouraging her to throw up in the first place, don't you think? Just holding her hair back. I don't know. I, it's very... It's very it, it veers into a dark place, but they keep back from it, don't yeah. they? Yeah. They never quite name eating disorder but i think a part of it is you're right that she wants to kind of go and she wants to prove to this friend who maybe was a bit mean to her and looked down on her in school because she was prettier and everything and she was more popular maybe she wants to go and prove like you know look i'm doing all right and there's this like school reunion element to it yeah and just like feed into our social as, as well do mm. we is it quite nice if some of the girls from school see that things are going okay i tend to only really be in contact with friends we're quite nice together. yeah but i don't know if, if your social profiles are kind of all looking quite good what if the mean girl at school who was quite cool happened to stumble upon your facebook as well that you're living quite a good life like yeah that'd be nice for her no i mean it is interesting i mean i've i talked about this with a friend a while ago because um i'm really only in touch with like the, the odd person from school one in particular who's been like a good friend all the way through but most people and like I did I did get bullied a bit in school like purely because I had ginger hair and I was a bit of a swat um <laughs> that's school for you that's school yes. for you Kids and um there was there was talk of of a, um, a 10-year reunion it's a, not like a proper organized one but just like people through Facebook getting together yeah. and I thought well, yeah and I thought well I don't really want to talk to anyone necessarily because I'd Otherwise, I would have actively kept in contact with yeah. them. But at the same time, you know, it probably would be good to go back and go like, oh, you know, I'm relatively successful now. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> yeah, everyone has that impulse. Absolutely yeah. Everyone has that. There's probably a German word for that. Impulse. There's like, you know, Schadenfreude. Yeah. Like Ten words. The together. Germans have a word for everything. They do. <laughs> so what, what's actually interesting, it's only occurred to me, is that why have Naomi... And Lacey fall out of contact because, like our world, is this completely connected world. Mm. And I think there are good reasons why you fall out of contact with people. M- mostly, sometimes there aren't, and you regret it. Yeah. But with Facebook, I mean, it all started with um, Friends Reunited. That was kind of the beginning of social networks, and it was about getting in touch with old school friends. And that went very wrong for some relationships. Yeah. Because there's a lot of nostalgia about your first love and about that time of life. I, my teenage years were okay, but I wouldn't go back be- because of 
that feeling that goes away in your late 20s, it does any any of the youth listening, <laughs> when you stop caring about what other people think of you. Yeah. And I had that through uni. I still really cared. I didn't write as much as I should have done. I did uni student journalism, which is insane. And I really worried about not what strangers reading it would think, but what people around me who were at the same college, who weren't necessarily my friends, it would make comments what they would say. And that mm-hmm. is such a shame. It is a shame. And... You know, and nosedive is that world. It is. It's it's kind of your whole existence is based on what other people think of you and how they rank you out of one in a one to five scoring. Mm. And it is sad. I hope it, it you know, it doesn't come to such a brutal way of life because it is truly brutal and you know, everyone likes someone who's just to be friendly and everything, but there is you know, everyone has your days where you can't be bothered and you just and you know imagine like you just can't be bothered to make small talk with someone in the lift and then they give you a really rubbish score also in a then... lift <laughs> not at all would make people talk to each other in a lift surely that you should be allowed not to speak to each other yeah on the i mean on the tube and that no one wants to talk oh, do they no. so i know it's it's not it's very too. it's very frowned upon on the tube to... did you, were you told that or did you I've, have to find that out i mean i've i've found out in in ways since I've moved here, I've only lived here just over a year, and there's there's certain things that kind of I'll, I'll do as just norm, and and people look at us like I'm a bit of a weirdo. Like what? Like the main the main thing, right? And everyone always thinks it's mental when I say this, right? Back home, right, in the old country, <laughs> <laughs> it was perfectly acceptable to walk up to a complete stranger God, and this? ask them if you could stroke the dog, right? <laughs> Perfectly acceptable. No euphemism. Nice little dog, right? I like that you were gauging the size of the dog with both your hands. It's like a good Billy Bass. The singing Billy Bass. You know, just good size yeah, dog. just a nice dog. Oh, it's cute. It looks friendly. I yeah. want to stroke it. I think that would be okay. No, people here think it's weird. Honestly, I've done it a few times and I stopped asking now because I've gone up to people in Canary Wharf before when I've been out getting me dinner, right? And I'll say oh my god your dog's really cute can i please stroke it and they look at you like you've literally just escaped from an insane asylum like Hmm. they think that's not on how dare you suggest touching my dog that is my dog that's the mentality i've found in london do you get a dlr to work now i get a bus now keep an eye out for dickie the pomeranian i'll show you his facebook page i I live just kind of towards canning town yeah like only a few stops i can get the bus and I got the DLR in one day, and there's a cute little Pomeranian who's snuffling about. Do you know what I mean by like, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're so cute. And he's like snuffling around, came over to me, and his owner's really nice. And she was like, oh, he's got a Facebook page. And I was like, you are absolutely kidding me. No, because he's just he's just this glamorous, adorable little <laughs> yeah. dog. Dickie, I've got to show you him. I know, we've got all our phones on flight mode and, and stuff here, unfortunately. But Dickie, Dickie with his Facebook page, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, it's great. I can look at pictures of him whenever I want. I mean, yeah, it gives you access to him 24-7, doesn't it? She but... always, like, encouraged me, but maybe it's because Dickie is a star. <laughs> yeah, she wanted you to like our Facebook page, yeah. didn't she? So Damn that it! She manipulated she you with her dog. So, yeah, it's a slightly odd ending. I'm not quite sure what the reasoning was behind it, but a great episode. It was great, yeah. and I loved watching it again. Yeah. Because I've not, I've not seen it for, for a while. and um, But, yeah, watching it again, you, you, you see so much more. There's so much to it. You can't take it all in in, in one sitting. Yeah, I think it's true of like that. But I, I, it made us want to go back and watch them all again. Well. Yeah. 
maybe you've watched another one we could talk about. Maybe I have. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that was us talking about Nosedive. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, click on stars, um, suggest to all your Instagram followers they should listen to this. Um, mention to Kylie Jenner the next time you're liking. Yeah, tell Kylie. <laughs> a secret bringers <laughs> pictures. Um, mention it to all your old school friends and all your old school enemies. Frenemies. Frenemies, are they in between? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, thank you for listening. Goodbye.